Welcome to the ROS Weekly, where we present to you the latest happenings and upcomings in the ROS community, paired with a brief dive into both a ROS student and ROS club's background. I'm one of your hosts, Arpit Sharma, and with me, I have Thomas DeClerc. Yeah, we have a couple of our amazing classmates joining us today. Um, Taylor Brown, Cameron Pettigrove are, are here with us to talk about the ski trip. So welcome, both of you. Thank you. Thanks. Thanks for having us. Absolutely. Uh, before we get started, we'll do a quick check-in on some recent and upcoming events uh, on campus. Um, Arpit, what's happening? Winter semester has just kicked off and it is busy, busy, busy as always. If you're recruiting or drowning in projects, keep it up. You got this. We have a bunch of events happening again this week. Let's see what our clubs have to offer. On Thursday, the Energy Club will be going to Chicago to visit a couple of companies and get some networking done. Also on Thursday, AFA or the Armed Forces Association is organizing a fundraiser. Um, they're going to throw us all back to our funnest skater boy years with an evening at Necto um, filled with a bunch of punk rock and whatnot. So wear your Converse All-Stars and your skinny jeans and join us at Necto. Um, and then on Friday, Women Who Launch is going to be holding their annual symposium, their flagship event with plenty of guest speakers, workshops about female entrepreneurship. So definitely a must attend. And then last but not least, we do have our annual formal coming up on Saturday. So um, there's going to be about 675 rosters and partners showing up in their finest suits and dresses in Detroit. So that'll be something. Now we'd love to welcome our guests to the pod. Because it was not cold enough in Michigan, some of our classmates went skiing in Aspen. Truth be told, I'm so jealous. Before we deep dive into the ski trip, we always love hearing about the super interesting backgrounds of our fellow classmates. Could you share where you're from and your pre-ROS background, what you're involved in at ROS, and what you're hoping to do after? We'll start with Taylor. Sure. So I am originally from South Florida, from the Fort Lauderdale, Miami area. But prior to ROS, I spent um, about nine years in Washington, D.C. Um, and prior to business school, I worked in consulting and management consulting across a few different sectors. Um, while at ROS, uh, I'm currently involved in um, the Entrepreneurship and Venture Capital Club. I'm the conference chair. I participate as a BBSA, BBUS um, mentor, so the business school undergrad club. Um, and I'm currently uh, just finished competing in the Michigan Investment Challenge. Uh, my team won that, so we're headed to regionals next month. Amazing. Where are regionals? Austin. Ooh, yeah. that's going to be fun. <laughs> How about you, Kim? Oh, Taylor, congrats. I didn't know that that happened. That's awesome. <laughs> Good job. Good work. Um, so I'm Cameron. I'm originally from Chicago, Illinois. Um, lived there my whole life, so I'm a Midwestern junkie, I guess. Uh, and now I'm back in the Midwest for grad school. But um, prior to coming to Ross, I was working for a corporate event planning company called BCD Meetings and Events, um, working in marketing communications. Uh, and then came back to business school and here at Ross, I'm involved and I wrote it down because I always forget um, a handful <laughs> of things. I'm a member of the marketing club um, on leadership for the bus committee uh, to make sure that our fall tailgates are popping. Um, I'm the VP of prospective student BSA and also a BBSA and BBUS mentor, which is a new initiative this year that I'm, I'm really excited about. So um, yeah, that's a little, little background on me. Well, absolutely no complaints about those tailgates. <laughs> um, all right, so let's talk about the ski trip. 
where was it? When was it? Who, how many people went? Like, what was, give us a little bit of a lowdown. I actually don't know how many people went on this trip. I think it was like a hundred and some, it was over a hundred because we booked out most of the hotel that we were at, um, which was in Snowmass. So we all flew in from all over the country into Denver, most of us into Denver, RIP, um, and bless our friends who flew into Aspen, whose flights all got canceled uh, the oh, day man. of, which was awful. Um, but we flew into Denver and then took a lovely four to seven hour drive to Snowmass <laughs> uh, and then got there and started having, I, I think, a really good week. Um, Aspen Snowmass is huge. There are like three different, four different mountains that you could ski on, which I think is great because it offers different opportunities for different levels of skiing um, or snowboarding if you're a snowboarder. Um, but yeah, I thought it was, I thought it was beautiful. Um, Taylor, I don't know if you have other thoughts about like how we got there and, and what the trip was like getting to, to Snowmass, but. Yeah, I, I, um, didn't really know what to expect. I've been to like Denver before I've been to Vail, but I've never actually skied and I I'm a beginner snowboarder. Um, I've never done those activities um, in Aspen. So yeah, I didn't know what to expect. It was a bit of a journey getting there, but I think that's everyone having horrible travel delays and things like that. Um, But yeah, once we got there, it was kind of something different, a new adventure every day. So just kind of second everything that um, Cameron mentioned. That's great. I'm curious to hear like, okay, so y'all got there some slightly more delayed than others. Um, What was your favorite part about that whole week? Like, was it, was it the skiing? Was it maybe the after ski activities? Um, What, what, what happened? Yeah, I'd say that my favorite activity personally was taking lessons. Um, I taken lessons before, but just in, in a place where kind of the bread and butter is skiing and snowboarding. The lessons were kind of way different. Um, so I just felt it boosted my confidence a little bit as a beginner snowboarder. My partner came as well. So I also really liked that he felt very comfortable on the trip, um, you know, both participating in the actual snow activities and um, like the social activities as well. So that was probably my favorite part. Um, and also the amazing, amazing restaurants in Aspen. Yeah, I have to second that. Although I, I unfortunately got food poisoning on the second to last day of the trip. So I didn't, I, I got to take part in like all the social events for the first half of the trip, which I thought was great. But my favorite part is always the skiing for me. Cause I, I grew up skiing, which, which I love. So I was just excited to get out there and honestly hang out with a lot of people who I hadn't interacted with before. There are a lot of MBA ones in particular that I, are not in my section. And so I just don't see them during the day because we just our class schedules don't line up or we're not in the same clubs we have different groups of friends and so I just liked being able to kind of just spend an entire day with people that I don't normally get to talk to for whatever reason on a regular basis here at Ross so that was great and then we got a ton of snow so it was great powder out on the mountain um and then the opera events honestly the opera event that we had I don't remember Taylor if it was on Thursday maybe during the day I really liked because it was like outside on this like double level um, outdoor patio situation with fire pits and there was an open bar and a DJ and it was the sun was out that day. So it was it was a nice day. And like you get to see the sunset in the mountains. I'm like, this is crazy that people just live here and (laughs) get to get to see this every day and the air is fresh, but like severe warning on the like altitude sickness. I forgot that you can't just you just can't hammer beer at 8,000 feet in the air. Mm, like yes. I had to cut myself off. I had like two gin and tonics and was, I was done. I was good. Enough. <laughs> it, was enough. it was funny. 
That's all super interesting though, but I do want to know more about what did you do throughout the day? So was it like during the day you were skiing every day and then the nights were lit? What was the party scene like? You show started 2023 with a bang there. Yeah, it was definitely kind of a choose your own adventure every day. So I think some of our classmates definitely hit the slopes every day that we were there. Um, I personally did too. That's what I had like planned for and paid for. Uh, my partner ended up adding like an extra day or two because he was just having so much fun. But there were there were very, very small like minority of people who didn't um, like ski or snowboard on the trip. So they did other activities like um, like snowshoeing and tubing um, and coaster riding, which I did some of those things on the second to last day there. Um, so yeah, so that was during the day. And then at night there were different um, opera social events. So it, it was just a range, like, you know, one event was at a local club, as Cameron mentioned, one of them was at kind of outdoors on a deck. Um, I, there was, you know, of course, a, a send off one at, at another like tap local tavern that we had rented out. Um, and for, yeah, actually I think all the events we had our own space. So I think the spaces were rented out for us. That was nice. I didn't, I didn't get to go to the fun things on Friday night and Saturday night, which is such a bummer, but, um, yeah, during the day it was great. And then even some of the, I know that there were some people, I was not in this group, but some people went to, I don't know if it was. Ajax Mountain or um, Highlands, but one of the two has like this um, like lodge towards the top of the mountain that is like a lodge and you can stop to rest, but also it's like a party the entire time. And so they were doing like champagne fountains and like all kinds of crazy stuff up there and partying and then would ski down, which I'm like, I actually okay. can't be plastered and get down the mountain. <laughs> yeah. I don't like, you would have to put me on the chairlift to go back down. I'd be that person. Um, but I don't fun. think that's an option. That's actually not not. So no, you, have you have to have sign to a waiver. Down. Yeah, you have to sign a waiver because the only way you can get down is to ski down because just something about like when the lift, the time that the lift closes is earlier than the time that the bar closes. So mm. yeah. Yeah, and they won't chopper you out probably. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine being very exhausted starting winter semester. Um, not 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 an easy switch. Yeah, but but even that I would like that event in particular is for advanced skiers. So you're like you can't really go if you're a beginner because again you have to ski down this mountain. So yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that was something that I was curious about because I do not know how to ski. If I go to Aspen next year, which I plan to, I'll be in all the party hotspots for sure. <laughs> but I think you know what I think that there's a good. There's a good balance. And I think the only thing, because I've been skiing for a while, so I didn't think about this, but I think in the future for beginner skiers, it'd be really helpful to put together like a little beginner FAQ guide because like Buttermilk Mountain is a great mountain for beginners because there's a lot of different runs across varying levels, but um, it's pretty big and it's not too overwhelming in terms of like the types of runs that you're on. And then you get down and getting back and forth between the different towns is actually pretty easy because there's a shuttle service that just runs between like Snowmass, Aspen, and then I don't, wherever the, the base of like buttermilk is. Yeah. So you can like have your ski day or half ski day and then plan to just like party after you put your stuff back um, at yeah. the end of the day. And a lot of the mountains will let you even like you can transfer your gear so you can get off the mountain at the base, drop off your like snowboarder skis and poles, and then just 
you know, take the bus and they'll ship it to whatever the other mountain is that you're skiing the next day. So you don't have to worry about carrying the stuff around with you, which is really convenient. Oh, so. yeah, that's the part I hate the most about skiing. So yeah, that yeah it's, it's awful. <laughs> <laughs> like end of a long day, your, your legs are shot. My legs were shot by Sunday, Saturday, yeah. Sunday. Cause I skied all four days. Cause I wanted to like fully send it, which was maybe not the best choice. I probably <laughs> could have just relaxed one day, but that service is really nice. And I don't think a lot of people knew about it. Well, Never heard of it. <laughs> <laughs> definitely. If the next trip is to Aspen, I will remember that one. <laughs> but that's impressive that you were sick, but you couldn't give up on skiing. I couldn't give up on the sunk cost of um, <laughs> dollars that I spent on my. This is like I'm like I know this is a fallacy. This is like the thing that we always fall back on into econ. But I'm like I spent hundreds of dollars on this gear and these lift tickets. I'm gonna get out there and ski for the, my last day. Thankfully, I wasn't sick until the end of the day on Friday. So I'd already skied a full day at that point. But then Saturday morning, I was like, mm. I'm tired, but I'm just going to go do some green runs and like be outside and breathe some fresh air. And um, yeah, it was great. I don't I don't regret it, but it's expensive. And I feel like you should probably try to take the most advantage that you can of the time that you're there because we, we cost a lot of money to go on these trips, you know, mm. like that's the, the other thing is I think. For people who haven't been skiing before, and Aspen's a super expensive location in general anyway, like the price tag is, I think, hard to swallow sometimes, especially if you're someone that doesn't ski regularly or you want to kind of take advantage of other parts of the trip. I think, you know, it'd be helpful in the future just to like know what a little guide is of Aspen or other things right. to do. Because there were some folks who didn't ski. There were like, I had one or two friends in my section that came and they did like one day of lessons, but then they went snowshoeing and did like the like ski roller coaster that they had nested in the mountains and went to Aspen and went to the museums. There's plenty to do that's not ski or snowboard related if you don't want to, or you need a break, but um, you kind of have to like dig for those little nuggets to yeah, find yeah, out yeah. Going what to do. Yeah. That's really good use of the econ course though. Some, somewhere Ari Schrader is smiling in his cabin right now. You should have ignored the sunk costs. I can't. I can't. No. I know. That's a commercial for BE502 right there. <laughs> um, yeah, I, maybe we can wrap it up with this. Uh, any pieces of advice for anyone who's thinking about maybe going on the short ski trip that's happening um, in a couple of weeks or thinking of going on the big ski trip next year? Um, I, I'd say just just like challenging uh, both ends, like participant and trip planners to kind of work together to be to create a more inclusive experience for those beginner skiers or people who have who've never um, skied before. I think both in terms of skill level and just like social wise, I think that the trip was amazing. And I know even as a beginner, I'm going to most likely go again um, next year as well. I think that for some people who have never done either before it could be a very intimidating experience um going on you know some of these trips like some large group trips like these where a lot of people did grow up skiing which is great and awesome um and some experience people even went out of their way to like offer to teach some of the beginners so that was really nice as well but like I'm just saying you could possibly be kind of like caught off guard about like what you're getting into if you've never skied before and you're going to a place that is known for that so there are plenty of activities which is great that like you don't necessarily have to do it um, but again, if you're going to a place that's centered around like skiing and snowboarding, um, just maybe talking to people who are more experienced about what to expect 
and then vice versa in terms of the reach back about like what to expect and kind of you know how the social scene is um in these types of towns yeah i would just plus one everything taylor just said and then pack a lot of liquid iv um lots of liquid iv and hand hand warmers my feet froze every day and maybe i'm just a baby but i have like lots of hand warmers lots of toe warmers and stay hydrated that's the other thing and maybe this is more of a beginner thing but like you get so dehydrated up there I have this like, it's called a camelback and it literally is like a little pouch that you put water in and I ski with that on during the day. So I always make sure I have water um, because like the altitude sickness can be gnarly. So yeah. I would just say like staying hydrated is, is huge. Even for people that ski regularly, like it's just, it's hard for your body to get used to and you don't get used to it over the course of three days. So no. I would just, yeah, <laughs> plan for that. Well, at least in terms of weather, you definitely didn't have it worse than here. It was terribly cold in Michigan. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. I'm not mad at that. Honestly, was not not upset about a little bit of snow. Good, oh, it's yeah. pleasant. Right? Like you go out there and it's yeah. like the sun is shining and the snow is out and you're with your friends. And so, even though it's cold, you're still having a great time. So, I would encourage anyone who's interested in trying it to try it. You know, or try it like one of these little baby mountains out here in Michigan. Like I forget what Mount Brighton or something. Alpine Valley I've been yeah and take a little baby ski lesson as a primer before you go and then you know take another half day or full day lesson when you get out there but don't be scared it's lots of fun um I would yeah I would highly recommend everyone to try it at least once while they're here and while you're with a bunch of friends you know so wow that's all really good advice I think now I'm ready to start prepping for the 2026 winter olympics now yeah, <laughs> exactly you'll be in a train park in no time you know <laughs> Awesome. So here we come to an end to an exciting and enticing conversation with our guests. Even though I'm still haunted by my bruises from the last time I went skiing, I cannot wait to do it again. It surely is one of the best ways to burn those holiday calories. Thank you so much, Taylor and Cameron, for joining us today. This has been another edition of Frost Weekly, a showcase of the latest happenings and upcomings brought to you by Business Beyond Usual. Today's episode was produced by Thomas DeClerc and me, Arpit Sharma. Executive producers of BBU are Bob Needham, Thomas D. Clerk, Michaela Terrell, Preston Hill, and Eugenia Collins. Thank you all for listening, and, and until next time, go blue, and this is Business Beyond Usual. <laughs>